Hi friend, welcome back to the podcast and if you're here for the first time, welcome to the Sugar Savvy Podcast. My name is Rachel Hansen. I am a certified life coach through the Life Coach School and I love getting on here weekly to give you tips, tools, tricks, advice to teach you things to help you create a better relationship with sugar, to manage that relationship, get it in a healthy spot so that you can reach your health goals and you can physically feel good and be healthy. I am really excited to talk to you today about false pleasures and we're going to dive into what that means. It's a topic that I learned about in the Life Coach School that has really been beneficial to me in my journey and helped me see um, things from a new perspective, kind of in a new light. So I am really excited to be here talking with you about it today. It is currently evening time here. Most of my kids are tucked in bed. It's been a very busy but great productive day. And this is the time of day I have today for this week to record you a podcast. So I'm just sitting here in the quietness of my computer room and I'm excited. So, <clears throat> your brain has, to introduce the topic, I want to talk about your brain first. In my program, I'll talk about like your higher brain, which is your prefrontal cortex, which is your, your higher brain, your managing brain, your conscious brain that is making des- decisions, it's in the moment, it's, your, it's just your higher brain. Your lower brain kind of runs on autopilot called your primitive brain. And so a lot of our day is spent in our primitive brain because we do a lot of rinse and repeat activities. We do a lot of activities that we don't have to put a lot of thought into, such as brushing our teeth, tying our shoes, doing the dishes, doing the laundry. Our primitive brain can do that because we've done it so many times. It's a memorized thing, memorized actions that goes to our primitive brain. Well, our primitive brain, the primitive part of our brain is motivated by three things. Our primitive brain wants to avoid pain. It wants to conserve energy and it wants to seek pleasure. And when one of those three things happens, our primitive brain says, yes, that was good. We want more of that. So I want you to think about pleasure. Pleasure is something. Pleasure is one of the one of those motivational things that our primitive brain looks for. And we really like pleasure because pleasure gives us a bit of dopamine and that feels really good. And then that reinforces to the brain, yes, that felt good. Let's seek more of that. So I want you for a second to think about pleasure in general, which (laughs) I think we all know what pleasure means, but I did, I did look it up and I found the definition pretty useful. It says pleasure is something used or intended for entertainment rather than business. And I like that definition. I think that's something we can all understand and agree upon. So there are different kinds of pleasures. There are really good natural pleasures that release a natural and good amount of dopamine in our brains, what our brains were created to receive as far as dopamine goes, such as going for a walk. 
And I'm not saying these are all pleasures for you. I'm just, these are a lot of pleasures that I get. Some of these I just brainstormed. I mean, you can add your own list, of course, but some pleasures that I thought of is going for a walk, having face-to-face conversations with somebody, a clean house, lighting a candle, reading a good book, serving somebody or being served, writing a letter, having lunch with a friend, a new pair of socks, clean sheets, things like that are very pleasurable and your brain just gets a little, there's a little release of dopamine there. It feels good. Beautiful, natural pleasures. Well, as our world has evolved, there are now concentrated pleasures where um, an unnatural or too much dopamine is released. And so our brain thinks it's more important than it really is. And when I give these examples of false pleasures, not all of them are not all of them are bad. I think some of them should always be avoided. I think you have to be careful in your doses of these kind of false pleasures and I'll explain that as I as I go through my list. But basically a false pleasure is something that gives you pleasure for a moment, but then the consequence of it is usually negative. So we call it a false pleasure because yes, it's pleasurable, but then the aftermath of it or the end of it or the consequence of it is negative. So a false pleasures would include, and again, I just came up with a list. This is brainstorming. Shopping with money that you, that you don't have. Right? It feels good. We get these new clothes, new shoes, new whatever. A new purse, a new computer. What I mean, whatever you're shopping for. You get this, I mean, a, an inordinate amount of dopamine release. And then you're left with, oh, now I got to pay that off. That maybe wasn't smart. Now I kind of feel worse than before. False pleasure, shopping with money you don't have. Social media, when consumed in large amounts, is a false pleasure. You get a little hit of dopamine, you see people commenting on your stuff, maybe your likes, whatever. It feels good, you get a little shot of dopamine. And then when you're on there so long and you start comparing and seeing what other people are doing and you've just wasted all this time, it the consequence of being on there for a long time, it, it doesn't feel good. It's not, it doesn't, in the end, it's something that doesn't serve us, right? It's a pleasure that we got a little bit of dopamine from, but then in the end, maybe a negative consequence. Drugs. Huge dopamine from drugs, right? You talk to anybody who does drugs, huge dopamine. We don't, I mean, we don't even have to go into the consequences of that. We all know the consequences of drugs. Not good. Too much TV. It's so fun. It's so fun to sit and watch your favorite TV show. I love certain TV shows. And I could sit and watch them for hours. And the times that I do, I'm left feeling like, ugh. That wasn't the best use of my time. 
I could have gotten this and this done. Maybe, maybe that went on a little too long. Pornography. Huge, huge release of dopamine. But then there's a consequence after that because then it affects your real live relationships. And the last one I came up with is sugar. Too much sugar. Too much sugar. We eat sugar, right? Sugar gives us a dopamine. We think it's so important. Our brain is like, yes, that felt so good. Let's have some more with that. Remember, these concentrated pleasures, these false pleasures have a concentrated amount of dopamine release. They release more dopamine than your brain is used to. And so your brain thinks they're more important than they really are. And so another consequence of all these false pleasures is that they can also all be addicting. Because again, the brain thinks they're more important than they really are. Isn't that so fascinating? So what I think about this is I don't give you this information to be like, oh, so you should feel ashamed and you should feel guilty, but just like, wow, amazing. That's how our brain works. So interesting. Of course, it can get so addicting, but it's just kind of good to know there are natural ways we can get pleasure that we were created to experience that release a natural amount of dopamine that's good for our bodies to handle. And then... There's these evolved ways, these concentrated ways, these false pleasures that give us too much dopamine for our, for us to handle. And, and then they trick our brain and we think it's more important than it really is. But then it becomes addicting in nature and then we just want more and more because we keep wanting the amount of dopamine that we get because it just felt good. So I want you to think about this because pleasure is a really important thing and dopamine is a really important thing we need it and it's really crucial for our bodies it's a it's a good thing dopamine is but we want to get healthy amounts of it from different sources we want to be able to direct that dopamine and we can but not when we're not when we're consistently looking at porn or doing drugs or we're on social media for hours at end or we're filling our sorrows and our stress and our overwhelm and whatever else with sugar. We have to retrain ourselves to find pleasure in the natural ways that were intended for us to get pleasure. And you can do that, but it does take time. And you have to be willing to let that process happen. And I know it can because I've seen that with myself. As I learned to let go of sugar, my brain kind of freaked out. Like, wait, what? we need the dopamine. What's going on? Why, where is our pleasure coming from? I, As I cut back on the sugar and I sought, intentionally sought pleasure from these other more natural ways, I found it. But you do have to be intentional about it. You have to intentionally seek pleasure. Find the good. Find the joy the enjoyment in these more normal natural ways that don't have the negative consequences now is a little bit of shopping with money that you do have good you bet i think that's a fine way to get pleasure every now and then social media can be a great way to get pleasure if you're doing it in the right way and you're not over consuming it tv if you want to go watch an episode or two or, two or well, I mean, whatever, it's up to you, but you know 
what feels good to you, what is what is in line with your values and who you want to be. I'm not saying all of these inherently are wrong. I do believe that drugs and pornography don't serve us in any way. But some of these other false pleasures I mentioned, I think to a degree are fine to get pleasure from them. It's when it's your only source of pleasure or you're over-consuming it. Do I still get pleasure from sugar? Absolutely. Sugar is still very pleasurable to me. But I know how to manage it. And I know how to not overconsume it. And I know how to get my dopamine from other places. Just to spread out my dopamine, if you will, and seek it from other places throughout my day. And that's really important. It's like being it's it's like being well well rounded with your pleasures. And then and when you learn to do that, then you won't just seek for it in one place. I want you to think if you weren't getting most of your pleasure from sugar, where would you seek it from? Where would you go? What would you do? Would you take more walks? Would you find the joy in having a clean house, in serving somebody, in going to lunch with a friend and having a conversation face-to-face with somebody, a real, great, intellectual, fun conversation? I think it's important to intentionally seek pleasure that inspires, uplifts, and edifies your life that's in line with your values. The pleasure now that I get from taking care of my body far, far, far outweighs any of the pleasure I got when I was just over-consuming sugar. It's not even comparable. And now that I'm on the other side of that, I see see how false the pleasure was of over-consuming sugar, of raiding the pantry and eating, of of going out and getting a blizzard when I was overwhelmed or frustrated. I see how I was just like eating my emotions instead of really diving in and processing them and getting to know myself. When you can learn to make that switch and be intentional, and it is a choice, it really is, you will have, I promise you, you will get so much more pleasure than you ever thought possible. And you'll find it in more ways throughout your day, which is so exciting to be like, oh yes, I can get pleasure from playing this game with my kid. I can get pleasure from having this great conversation with my husband. I can get conversation from writing a note to a friend and expressing love or gratitude for them in my life. It is so life-changing when you choose intentionally where you want to get your pleasure from and when you let go of these false pleasures. And how do you know if something is a false pleasure in your life? By the result you're getting from it. Is it edifying? Is it uplifting? Is it inspiring you? Is it in line with your goals? Is it in line with who you want to be with your values? If it's not, then it's a false pleasure. It'll give you that momentary high, that momentary dopamine, and then you're left to deal with the negative consequence. So think about that. It's really worth thinking about and really worth being intentional about where you want to seek pleasure from. 
If you have questions about this, I would love for you to join my program. I would love to coach you on this. You can go to my website, which is www.rachelhansencoaching.com. If anything, get on my email list. I send out really great emails every Thursday. But if you want to join Nourished or my 5 and 5 course, I would love to coach you on any of these things and help you further. You can also DM me on Instagram at the.sugar.coach and ask me questions. I just want to help people. I want to help you get where you want to be with your sugar journey. But this week, I hope you will take some time to really create awareness around where you're getting pleasure and then be intentional about where you want to get it if it's not going to be from sugar, where you're trying to make that switch to creating a better relationship with sugar Where else are you going to seek pleasure and be intentional about it and go for it? Because I promise you can. You can seek it wherever you want it. It's there for you. Thank you for being here. I hope you have a great week and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.